0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Farm Commons Podcast, where we explore timely and important legal issues and questions facing the farming community today. For community-based farms with a focus on sustainability, managing legal risks is especially important as many innovative farm enterprises, like community-supported agriculture programs, on-farm suppers and gardening classes, and unique arrangements for land access and employment not fit neatly into our legal system, leading to vulnerability. But through legal education, we can cultivate greater resilience for your farm business so that you can continue to grow in ways that best support you, your relationships, and your community. At Farm Commons, we'll show you why and how. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Farm Commons podcast. Eva here, and I'm the Farmer and Partner Development Manager with Farm Commons, and we are back today to discuss a very exciting project that um, our Staff Attorney for Special Projects, Rich Levine, has been working on for several months now, Um, and Rich has actually just moved from Arizona to Wisconsin, so he's calling in from Wisconsin today. Hey, Rich, how's it going?
1: It's, It's great here in Wisconsin. It's a beautiful day.
0: Yeah, wonderful to hear. I know fall, it's on its way, and we can certainly feel some of that here in North Carolina. Um, Well, cool. I'm so excited to just dive in and talk about this innovative project. So what is it? Tell us about it.
1: So this is a project where uh, we started out by running a series of focus groups with some farmers up in the New England area, focus groups involving both farmers and farm workers, and a lot of people who are farmers now, but were farm workers at one point in their lives as well and our goal really in that first round of focus groups was to identify what kind of labor challenges farms are facing and talk about four different proposed business models that we had put out there that farmers might be able to use to form collaborative labor organizations.
0: Yeah, that's great to have um, some models that farmers can turn to as they're trying to navigate different labor issues. And um, from my knowledge, that that project that um, you're working on is in collaboration with um, New Entry Sustainable Farming Project, which is out of Tufts University's Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy. And they are doing amazing work over there um, by providing farmer training, um, including a very robust incubator farm program that's getting a beginning farmer started on the land, um, as well as with technical assistance through um, business management, employment, and uh, land access. And employment is really, I guess, where this this project fits in. And if that wasn't enough, they also are operating a regional food hub working with um, several farms within a 100 mile radius of Boston who are using certified organic practices as well as integrated pest management. Um, So they're really doing a lot of cool stuff over there and I'll actually drop a link to new entries work in the show notes for this episode um, on our website. And a reminder for folks who might be listening um, to this episode via iTunes, the hyperlinks unfortunately do not work on iTunes. So you'll have to hop over to farmcommons.org to get um, any links or resources we add to the show notes. But the good news is, once you're there, you can create account and have access to a hundred plus farm uh, business law materials um, to help you in, in your farming work. So, um, but back to rich in this project. So yeah, what is like the overarching goal in creating these models?
1: Well, you know, we were trying to think about ways to respond to what we've heard from farmers that they're just having a hard time finding workers, finding people who are interested in doing farm work uh, more so in some communities than others and we also heard a lot from farmers you know we have to spend all this time recruiting and hiring and training workers and then you have to deal with the paperwork and the payroll and unemployment insurance and so on and so forth it would be great if we could just spend more time doing the business of farming instead of doing the business of being employers so we wanted to see if we could come up with a business model that farmers could act on as a group to help grow the labor pool in their communities and free them up from all those administrative tasks and hopefully have a reliable pool when they need, you know, as their needs change throughout the season or from season to season.
0: Yeah, that's great. And definitely administration totally puts a kink into um, production and taking away time there. So definitely an honorable and much needed goal to achieve to help um, farm businesses out. And so I think, you know, with uh, our global pandemic and and the spread of COVID-19, this project seems especially ripe for right now, but I'd love to hear from you. Like why, why is now a good time to be working on this project?
1: Well, it's hard to know really how COVID is affecting farms in different areas, but we know a lot of people have lost their jobs in in the midst of this pandemic. So there may be some, you know, new interest in doing farm work. And we think if farmers have a model for how they can collaborate to create jobs and attract workers, they might have an opportunity both to supply their own labor needs and uh, also help support their own local economies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about several folks that I know who um, have either lost their job or are in a job transition, and they're thinking about how can we be outside in fresh air, doing something healthy, Um, and several folks are turning to farm work, Um, but of course, as, as business scale up and there's more need and demand, like, there's so much going on right now. So many more people are demanding healthy local food, and so with that comes the labor needed to produce all that. So um, now is definitely a time to be working on this project.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So in um, I know you mentioned that, that uh, this project is driven by interviews. And I'm, I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners are, what are farmers saying about their labor challenges that are informing these new innovative business models?
1: Well, you know, as we had kind of heard anecdotally, uh, most of the participants in the focus groups identified just a lack of available labor. And as I said, all the administrative burden of the recruiting and hiring and management process as being a big challenge for them. So a lot of them really like the idea of having kind of a central organization for hiring and managing employees and taking care of all that administrative business. But they also wanted in that structure. They wanted to really think about what's the solution, not only to be able to attract workers for a short time, but be able to keep them ideally, you know, from year to year and and train up in new skills. So those were the big challenges they identified basically hiring and then recruitment and training retention and training
0: yeah those are definitely big areas for for the sustainability of farm businesses like getting folks to the farm training them up having them um be willing to stick around but then you know to what end like do they go on and start their own farm businesses do they stay and hit kind of like a salary wall or paywall um and then have to decide to go elsewhere and maybe leave farming altogether so yeah super pressing pressing challenges um and I know you identified uh, the overarching goal for the project from, like, farm commons and new entries perspective. But what were some of the goals that maybe the farmers identified as as they were um, going through the, the, conversations and the focus groups?
1: Yeah, I mean, as you were as you're saying, you know, part of the issue that some farms have in keeping workers from year to year is competition from other businesses, you know. Uh, competition for wages, so on and so forth. So really the big goal that most of the people we talked to really cared about was how do we attract these people and how can we create a structure that makes them want to stay with us in order to reduce, you know, our training time. We don't have to train up new people every season and in order just to have enough workers available to meet our changing labor demands throughout the season
0: yeah, all all very valid and important goals. Um, yeah, in just in thinking about meeting some of those goals, I mean, some you know there's business models like LLCs and um, cooperatives, but were there any like specific concerns about those models that the farmers expressed based on their knowledge of like how their farm business works maybe?
1: Oh sure. We heard all kinds of different ideas and opinions from all different people. We certainly heard from some farmers, you know, I've been doing this so long hiring and training and I've got my own system in place. I don't know that I would want to do anything different, but among the people who thought, you know, this is really something I wouldn't mind getting off my plate. Really their concerns were overall, Will there ever be enough people interested in doing farm work to make any type of business model work, other than the traditional hire-it-yourself model, if you can. You know, they wondered again whether any business model could offer the type of incentives and opportunities for advancement that would keep workers from year to year. They certainly wondered whether any of the models we proposed could generate enough profit to be sustainable and there is a few different issues involved there different questions we're still looking into when we're looking at models where farmers were involved in the day-to-day management of the operations we definitely heard a lot of concern about equitable decision making among all the farms involved and in a fair allocation of the labor available to the different farms participating and then finally we definitely heard some concerns about whether or not a sort of centralized hiring and training model could provide the type of training that would meet the specific needs of different farms and their different processes.
0: Yeah, and that concern about um, you know not having blanket solutions or blanket models and really t- having business models that can be tailored to individual or community, a community of farms needs is is so important, I think for long-term sustainability. And that's that's really what our work is at Farm Commons is understanding what a specific farming community and a specific farm, um, what their, their needs and goals are and um, figuring out how the law can be used as a tool to meet meet those individual needs and, and empower folks to go forward with that. So super, super important work. Um, well, I have a question for you. Um, can you tell us a bit about the innovative labor models without giving too much away? I know the the final models will come further down the line maybe in 2021, but um, just so that our listeners have an idea of, you know, what is an innovative labor model?
1: Oh, absolutely. Sure. So we started out with four different models. One of them, frankly, was not very innovative, but there <laughs> seemed to be some some interest so one of the models we put out there was an independent temporary employment agency catering towards farm labor we also got a little more creative with thinking about what if farmers got together and started up their own company like an llc and the llc would have a manager who recruits and hires and trains and assigns the employees uh we kind of went a little uh, more creative off that model with a couple of cooperative models, one being a farmer owned cooperative and the other being a worker owned cooperative. We got a lot of good response to the cooperative models. People seem to just kind of like the principle of the cooperative, but we also got a lot of feedback about uh, concerns about how it would operate and how to pay fair wages and things of that nature. So we really took all that feedback to heart and went back to the drawing board uh, to make some preparations for another round of focus groups that hopefully will get us down to some more of the brass tacks of what might actually be an actionable model that farmers can do in their communities.
0: Yeah, excellent. Um, Well, really deep I mean, long term process that that's very much community driven. And I'm so excited to see which models come out of the the second round with all the feedback and um, I think, you know, I certainly do and I'm sure much of our audience appreciates the, the focus on equity in labor. Um, that's just such a you know, national and global topic right now, the treatment of um, workers in business labor models, especially with COVID-19. So thank you so much for for spearheading this project, Rich. It's really important work.
1: You know, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to the next steps here where we'll kind of follow up on all these values and uh, goals that were expressed to us in the first round. And in the second round, we'll really try to pin down, well, how much does this really matter to you and with these new models, how far do you think those models go towards representing the values that you expressed? So looking forward to this next round of focus groups, and then we'll be down to the business of trying to produce some kind of uh, guide that farmers can look at. And, uh, you know, if they, if they think it's something that will work in their community, we'll at least have some steps laid out for them about how it might work and things that, you know, you might, uh, you might have to deal with as challenges along the way.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing those next steps for um, all our farmers to look forward to. And thanks for being on the line today, Rich.
1: Hey, great talking with you. Look forward to uh, telling you more about this project as we move it along forward.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Farm Commons podcast. For more information on what you just heard, as well as a variety of farm law guides, models, checklists, flowcharts, and more, visit our website at farmcommons.org. You can also email us at info@farmcommons.org at if you have any questions or comments about this podcast or any of our online materials. Thanks everyone for listening and keep on growing.